cut your offshore bank accounts, your real estate, your businesses. All bought with money from heroin. And I got hundreds of parents of dead kids. Addicts who OD'd on your product, and that's my story for the jury. That's how I make it all stick. This man murdered thousands of people, and he did it from a penthouse driving a Lincoln. Aside from that, you got nothing to worry about. <laughs> that's pretty good, but that's why we go to court, isn't it, Richie? Because I got witnesses, too. I got celebrities. I got sports figures. I got Harlem, Richie. I took care of Harlem, so Harlem's going to take care of me. You can believe that. I got more than that, Frank. What you got? I got a line of people wanting to testify against you. It stretches out the door and around the block. Oh, you damaged shit. a lot of lives, Frank. I got the Mazzano crime family. Remember those boys? No, you put I them don't. out of business. I ain't got nothing to do with no Mazzanos. Mazzanos ain't got nothing to do with me. They got everything to do with you. What they you know got? why? Why? Because apart from the fact that they hate you personally, they hate what you represent. I don't represent nothing but Frank Lucas. You sure? Black businessman like you? You represent progress. The kind of progress that's going to see them lose a lot of money. With you out of the way, everything can return to normal. Somebody blew up a building, somebody stole a car, somebody got away, somebody didn't get too far, yeah, they didn't get too far. Grandpappy told my pappy back in my day, son, a man had to answer for all the wicked that he done. Take all the rope in Texas, find a tall old tree, round up all of them bad boys, hang them high in the street. For all the people to see. That justice is the one thing you should always find. You gotta saddle up your boys, you gotta draw a hard line. When the gun smoke settles, we'll sing a victory tune, and we'll all meet back at the local saloon. We'll raise up our glasses against evil forces singing Whiskey for my men, beer for my horses Hi everybody, this is Ed Hoffman and welcome to the main event Open up with that clip from American Gangster You know, I think it's a, I think it's a great illustration of how there's two sides to every story You know, hey, I got, I got all these people that died from the drugs that you're selling Well, you know, I got, I got uh, celebrities and I got sports figures And they're going to they're gonna testify for me Well, you know what, uh, you know what And you see there's two sides to every story And that's how they put it together And hopefully, hopefully and probably uh, more times than not The jury... The jury hears both sides of the story, and they come to the and they come to the uh, to the right decision. Most of the times, we'll ignore uh, we'll ignore O.J. Simpson, but uh, you know, in politics, in politics today, if you hear the liberal side and you hear the conservative side, common sense is going to steer you to what's what's really happening out there, and that's what I try to do on the main event is is show you what both sides are saying are saying, and so you can use your logically thinking brain. Come to the right the right conclusions, and hopefully you'll share that with people that don't listen to my show. But the problem is, is that the the liberals watch their side and they never flip over to our side. You know, someone who watches CNN or MSNBC, they never flip over to Fox and watch that for an hour. They never flip over to Newsmax. They never listen to Charlie Kirk. They never they never uh, see the post from Ben Shapiro. They never they never listen to. You know, they don't go to see a Dinesh D'Souza movie. They don't, they just don't expose themselves and they don't think they want to hear it. As opposed to those of us that love our country, care about the future for our grandkids and our kids. And we, and we, and we see things how we see them and say, hey, something's not right. <clears throat> so anyway, that song was uh, Beer for My Horses, Toby Keith and Willie Nelson. Um, I use that. I know I've used it in the recent past, but uh, today we're going to talk about law enforcement, and so I wanted to use that. and uh, and uh, And I'll introduce our guest 
just as soon as I introduce myself. For those who don't know me, my name is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. And I told you guys last week that this weekend I'll be uh, in Europe, and for the next two weeks, if you call that number, my talented teammates will take care of you. Um, if you don't want to talk on the phone, but you want to get some information, uh, go to edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net. Click on the United American Mortgage logo. Put in as much information as you uh, want us to have. Tell me how much information you want back, and you'll hear back from myself or one of my talented teammates, and uh, we'll help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Whether that's to refinance a piece of property you own, buy a piece of property that you'd like to own, or uh, check out one of those reverse mortgage things that everybody's talking about uh, help you put more uh, cash into the years that you have have left um, just let us know what you're what you're looking for we'll help you find the right the right tool to get it there and uh, and don't worry there's there's times when we say you know what it doesn't make sense for you to do anything right now so I find that I find I get more more referral business by turning business down every now and then when it's the right thing to do um, if you uh, if you want to if you miss part of the show or you'd like to uh, share it with somebody else uh, you can get the podcast on edhoffman.net just go to the podcast page you can uh, access this show as well as several past shows and you can also get the uh, the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes or Apple Podcast depending on what how old you are and what you call it um, but that podcast that purple uh, app on your phone uh, that says podcast and just search Ed Hoffman the main event and uh, you can subscribe for free or I guess they they don't call it subscribing where they call it follow and once a week when I uh, I record on Friday mornings uh, we upload it on Friday afternoons and it'll download shortly thereafter and you can listen to it whenever it's convenient for you um, if you have comments on the show send me an email to ed at edhoffman.net and uh, I read them all and uh, sometimes I respond on email, sometimes I respond on the radio, and sometimes I just uh, take your advice and uh, put it in my logically thinking brain and decide if I'm right or if you're right. So anyway, let's get on to the show now. My guest this week has been Riverside County Sheriff since 2018. He was reelected for a second term uh, last year. He's a 29-year veteran of the sheriff's office, and he's currently the chief law enforcement officer of Riverside County, overseeing five jail facilities, six courthouses, the Civil Bureau, the Coroner's Bureau, the Public Administrator's Office, 17 cities, and 4,000 dedicated county employees. I'm lucky to call him a friend as well as uh, Sheriff Chad Bianco. Welcome back to the main event. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Yep, and uh, first time in our new studio in, uh, in Riverside, um, I know you've been to the you were, had been to the San Bernardino one several times, uh, as as I and other other guys on the in the five ninety uh, interviewed you. So I got a whole bunch of stuff to talk to you about. I got a whole bunch of stuff, and I got some of it on my on my outline here, and some of it I'm just going to throw in because you know every time I get in my car, every time I go to the store, every time I see what I see, just things just just stick me they get they're they're a burr in my saddle and i just go how is this okay let's let's start with this one um some local stories we'll start with some local stories then we'll broaden it out statewide and nationally you take a lot of heat in general and i noticed you took some some recently on county jails you work hard to protect riverside county and then you get raked over the coals anytime an inmate dies in county jail Meanwhile, the number of inmates dying in L.A. County jails has hit a new record in the past year. And the L.A. County Board of Supervisors' uh, idea of a solution is to start shutting down jails. Is there a double standard? You know, we have we have huge double standards here. I think we all know that. Uh, you know, the, a bigger double standard outside of L.A. County is our California state prison system. Let's talk about the amount of suicides and deaths and COVID deaths and and murders that they and drug overdoses that they have in the state prison system that are uh, really controlled by the state and our attorney general. What are they doing with that? Absolutely nothing. You know, they're 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 coming toward me. They're coming uh, attacking me, attacking Riverside County because I'm vocal and I'm speaking up about the things that they're doing wrong and about the things that are wrong with the state, particularly in public safety. And it puts a big target on my back and they use 
DOJ and they use that the, the you know the lawsuit or the the media to attack me to try and discredit me and it's it's unfortunate but I guess it's the nature of the game. Well, I know for me and uh, the people that I associate with and probably most of the people that are here in Riverside County, we appreciate the fact that you're vocal. We appreciate the fact that you use some common sense. I think about some of the videos that you put out um, during COVID about some of the some of the dumb laws that that didn't make sense to you, and you say, "Hey, I'm just not going to enforce it. I'm just not going to enforce these things." You know, you're you're out driving around. You you know, you're supposed to have a have a a letter from your employer that you're a, whatever the 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 term was that you were a essential a, worker, a, a, essential worker, and uh, you're just not going to have your guys pulling people over and and giving them tickets for for being out in their car um and and there's there was a bunch of other stuff but you know the common sense way that you enforce the law in our county makes total sense to me and and I think uh that's how you got reelected I believe so not you know you're not getting involved in the politics you're getting involved in public safety yeah you know there's a lot of people that say i get involved with politics and and it's simply just not true and they i think they just want it to be that way so we can divide everybody by politics but uh if i if i venture into that politic realm it's only on the side of public safety i i support or i'm against anyone that is supporting or against public safety. If you are if you are a public safety supporter, I'm going to support you 100%. And if you are doing something particularly in government that is making it difficult for me or or is going against the the statewide effort of making this a better safer place, I'm going to be very vocal against you and I'm going to tell everybody what it is that you stand for and what you do. Well, I know I know that uh, our attorney general Bank Hestron is uh is very supportive of the same way of thinking that you are. Um, and so that's a good thing for Riverside County, but I think the I think the problems in Riverside County are are beyond beyond what yeah our, what you can actually control um, without a you know a, a force three times the size. Yeah, probably. we we do everything we can here. Our district attorney Mike Hestron, our 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 attorney general is definitely not a fan of mine, and uh, I'm not a fan of him. Uh, so it's. Our, our, what we have in Riverside County, we Mike and I say this all the time, we're on a little island. We do what we can uh, with the obstacles put in front of us by the state and by our, our state legislators, but we we know the value of public safety for a community, and Riverside County is benefiting from that, uh, and you can see it by the amount of people that are flooding here, uh, relocating, moving to li- from other parts of the state to live in Riverside County because it is safer. So you said Mike Hestron's not not a uh, fan of yours? No, the, uh, Mike Hestron is. Our DA is certainly a fan of me, but our attorney general for the state, who is oh, Rob okay. Ponta, and I, and I think you just misspoke. You meant uh, you meant our DA, and you called him by name. Oh, uh, but you said our our attorney general, which our attorney general is is, is he's actually a, a disgrace to law enforcement, yeah. even though he's 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 the head law enforcement person. He followed in, the state. in Jaime Becerra's. Uh, Footsteps. Yeah, he's he's a he's a political activist that was appointed to that spot and then and then won by the power of incumbency, and he has no business being he has no business being in government in general, but certainly not the attorney general spot. Which is most people in Sacramento and most people in uh, Washington D.C. as well. Um, I was gonna I was gonna say you know when you guys spoke at United AE, I thought you and Mike were were both on the same page. So I guess I misunderstood or I called him attorney general instead of district attorney. Yeah, I knew what you meant. All right, good. Well, I want to make sure everybody on, in uh, that's listening to us on the on the show they know as well. Hey, is Ed thinking that these guys are uh, are on the same page? And now uh, Chad said no. So I want to <laughs> I want to I want to clarify that because I don't think everybody kind of listens listens with uh, with one ear when they're listening on the radio. Uh, so you were, you were on the law enforcement panel at United AE back in the spring with Alex Villanueva. And he talked about how L.A. County supervisors wasted the majority of their time attacking him and calling him names. You call you you get called a lot of names. How do you handle the attacks all all the time? You know, I the the difference I guess is is I completely know the truth. Uh, I know that it's it's name calling, and I'm not going to banter back and forth, uh, arguing with people that really have no basis for their argument. 
uh, you can call me anything you want. I know what the truth is, and the majority of the people that, that I associate with and the people that, that I represent in this county know what the truth is. And so I, I kind of just let it go. Uh, nothing really bothers me personally. It may bother my wife sometimes when she sees it on social media that someone's attacking me, but it doesn't bother me. You can say anything you want. I, my defense is, is reality, and my defense is facts, and um, we just go from there. Yeah, wives wives tend to uh, get defensive over their men. My wife did that all the time and uh, has done it all the time. And what was uh, say, hey, your sales guys think that they're that they don't need you. You taught them everything they know. They don't they don't need you. I said, hey, you know what? If you're worried if you're worried about egos, that's what makes a great salesman is having a big ego. And and they know. And then we were out to dinner uh, last weekend, and one of my guys that I trained uh, uh, that I trained and went on his own. Um, after after uh, after two or three years, um, he walked up to our table. I, he saw me saw me from the bar, and he he came over to to thank me for all I did for him to show him show him the ways. And he's twenty four years old, twenty four years old, and he's he's got money in the bank and owns four properties, and he's doing great. And you know that was uh, that was uh, really really make really makes you feel good about yourself when somebody comes back and says thank you. Um, so let's talk about let's talk about a local matter I ran into recently, and it's a a bigger public safety story than most people realize. Airbnb is a popular service, as most people know, and in Riverside County, we have a rule that anyone who wants to rent their house out on Airbnb for less than thirty days has to apply for a short term rental certificate. I have a neighbor who clearly isn't following the rules, or wasn't until it became a problem uh, this last month. And I told the story here on the show recently. I think it's uh, this is the kind of thing that that can bring drugs and crime into our neighborhoods. And uh, you know, I live in probably the nicest neighborhood in Moreno Valley. And most people, most people that come into our neighborhood go, "Wow, I didn't realize this little uh, oasis of uh, Shangri La was was here." And uh, and uh, you know, and it, it clearly brought some problems into our neighborhood. And the guy who bought the house and decided to Airbnb it. Um, I don't think he cared until we all got in his face. Um, but I think this is the kind this is the kind of thing that people people need to know about and know what the the rules are. What are your thoughts? What can people do if they see this happening in their neighborhoods? Well, the, my, my thoughts, you know, you go from personal to law enforcement, and uh, the arguments are good on both sides. If you consider both arguments, if you're if you get stuck in one, you're gonna you lose the you lose the the big picture. Um, I like Airbnbs because I've rented them before for three days, four days, five days, and and they they work out well for people if you want something other than a hotel room. However. Um, in law enforcement, we are finding a, a very disturbing trend uh, where Airbnbs are being uh, misused and sometimes even advertised for this misuse where they're being rented solely for a party. They're being rented for a weekend knowing uh, those people that are renting it are advertising for these big, huge parties where several hundred people are coming. And from the law enforcement perspective, uh, they are not um, – calm parties that you and I would just decide, hey, let's go to a function. It's not a function. It is a, a party with drugs and alcohol and and the trend and the, the thing that law enforcement is seeing is they're ending in violence. They're ending with fights. They're ending with shootings. Uh, L.A., we've seen them end in murders. And it's a it, it's something that we definitely have to deal with. We definitely have to confront. But there's there certainly is a is both sides to that argument. From my perspective, they we need to be very careful about who's renting them and for what purpose. Okay, so uh, are you in this in this particular incident? It was a thirty eight hundred square foot house, of five or six bedrooms, and three bathrooms, and a half acre with a pool and a big uh, entertainment backyard. Are you? Are you seeing these problems happen and with, you know, 1,400 square foot houses, three bedroom, two bath kind of track houses? No. Well, yes and no. I mean, they're renting a – it's not going to be a smaller house because they're renting it for the purpose of a large party. Uh, you know, 1,500 square foot house probably – wouldn't be the, the the top rental for something like that. They want a twenty five, four thousand, you know, six thousand square foot house where they can they act like they have this mansion and they're they're throwing this big huge party with a couple hundred people. Uh, residential neighborhoods, and I know, I know yours, you know, firsthand, you know what what happened there and everything else. That I I, I kind of have to say that that's that's not the norm. We don't see them in a in a in a nice neighborhood like that. 
um, in cul-de-sacs or in, in small streets where they're bringing in a couple hundred people into a party uh, that, that ends that way especially. So that that house was not the norm, and I I don't know if that person knew who he was renting to or, or what they had intentions of doing, uh, but that's the big issue with an Airbnb is you've got to have those requirements of it's this is for a family. This is, you know, you're renting this for six people in that three bedroom home. Uh, it, it's not for a party and it's not for uh, you selling tickets. To and, get and of course, in, in Moreno Valley, you say, uh, why are people Airbnb in Moreno Valley? So, Absolutely. I mean, you can, we have issues in Riverside County in the mountains in Idlewild. People want to go to the mountains in Idlewild. There are no hotels up there. There's little tiny motels, but you rent a house for the weekend and you take your, your family or you have a family reunion or something like that. And you spend, you know, you spend the weekend up in the cool weather, up in the mountains. That That's nice. But when you do it for the purpose of a party and annoying your neighbors and, and causing all these problems to come into your neighbors where they have the opportunity or the chance of, of being hurt or killed by, you know, gunfire from a, from a gang party or something like that. Uh, that's where the issues happen. The desert's the same way. So, but I would, but I would think when you go out to the mountains, that makes sense. That makes sense that people would want to, would want to do that and bring a b- bunch of people and just, you know, sit out there and enjoy the, enjoy the surroundings uh in in the city i don't see the attraction you know when march air force base was 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 open and we had tons of military guys uh there i could see people would want to come visit their relatives that are that are active duty and and there'd be a there'd be a reason but um we don't have that anymore so what should people do if they see something happening in their in their neighborhood so i mean my neighbor my neighbor said hey i called the non emergency line and i don't know if he called 911 and uh, and and they told him we'll call the emer- the non-emergency line. But my my thought was, hey, you know, if you call the non-emergency line, they're going to deal with deal with it on Monday, not tonight. And that's when I that's when I text you. And I know uh, I know you're you're probably going to give out your cell phone on the on the radio so everybody else can do that, or maybe not, <laughs> maybe not. What? But what can what can uh, what can the average guy do that doesn't have Chad Bianco's te- uh, cell phone? Yeah, we we. I, I don't ever want to encourage someone to make up their own mind and make up the, come to their own conclusions of whether it's an emergency or whether it's a non-emergency. Um, yes, you know, gunfire right at the time or you witnessing a crime in progress or you being a victim of a crime, that's obviously a 911. Those things we know call 911. Uh, issues like this, we need to have it reported to us and we need to know. So I, I don't want to tell someone to call the non-emergency uh, because, you know, for something like this, this, these these parties that are getting out of control, because it's not an emergency at 9.02 doesn't mean it's not going to be an emergency at 9.05. And we want to know as soon as we can uh, that, that we have some type of an issue going on so we can try and shut it down so we can let them know that we're watching them. Uh, and for something like this, especially these Airbnbs that are having these parties, we will shut them down because it is it is not lawful in uh, in Riverside County unless you have a permit and most of them do not have permits. So we know the potential of them ending in violence and we are going to make sure that the neighborhood is safe uh, for these things. So well your guy your guys came out came out and did a bang up job and uh shut it down early. I guess the thing started early and the neighbors started we have a we have a neighborhood we call it neighborhood watch but it's just a group text with all the neighbors and uh and we start talking hey there's there's a car here parked over here i don't know who it is but it looks like they're up to no good just keep an eye on keep an eye on them and uh you know and we and all the all the texts are going around and i was actually still in montana when i when i text you and um and then the neighbors the neighbors uh, across the street sent me pictures of all the cop cars and um and they said hey four cop cars eight deputies went in there and it got quiet all of a sudden. Yes, it does. It, it it tends to happen like that, especially, you know, you got to be honest with what was happening. The type of people that were in there, um, they don't want cops around. And so when we get there, we're making them leave and we're telling them we're coming back. That party's going to end pretty quick. Very good. Very good. I know if uh, there was a there was a time when some of the guys here at the radio station told me I should run for mayor of Moreno Valley and change the name to Hoffmanistan. And, uh, and, uh, and I said, you know what? 
if I was the mayor of Moreno Valley, first thing I would do is, or if I was the governor, or if I was, if I went into politics, although Don told me you filed for candidacy, I'm filing for divorce. Um, I said, okay, I'm, uh, I'm going to stay not in politics. But I said, the first thing I do is, is raise up the, the, the pay for all the cops and, and triple and triple the amount of cops. So keep the place safe. If everything's, everything's, uh, uh, if everybody's obeying the law, life is life is better for everybody. Hey, anyway, I'm all out of time for this uh, half of the main event, so stay tuned for five minutes traffic, weather, sports, and commercials, and we'll be right back with Chad Bianco. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. And across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. Solution? Do a cash-out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash-out refinance fees to do it. If this idea makes you curious, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. We got too many gangsters doing Dirty deeds, too much corruption and crime in the streets. It's time the long arm of the law put a few more in the ground. Send them all to the maker and he'll settle them down. You can bet he'll settle them down. Cause justice is one thing you should always find. You gotta settle up your boys, you gotta draw a hard line. When the gun smoke settles, we'll sing a victory tune And we'll all meet back at the local saloon And we'll raise up our glasses against evil forces Saying, whiskey for my men, beer for my horses And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. I don't talk a lot about real estate and finance on the radio, especially since my uh, subject matters have been crammed into one hour the last few weeks uh but if you want to if you want to get some information uh, on real estate financing buying refinancing reverse mortgages and you want to talk to someone who thinks like you call me toll free at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net click on the united american mortgage logo and do the cyber thing so uh if you weren't with us in the first half uh my guest today is uh, chad bianco the super sheriff of riverside county and uh we're talking about Stuff going on, and how how uh, how Chad leads our uh, leads our our army of police officers and and uh, bureaucrats in the uh, in the law enforcement side of the government, and uh, getting some getting some uh, some insight from him. Chad, welcome back. Absolutely, thank you. Okay, so we talked about uh, the Airbnb thing, and I have a couple of notes here on some little lo- some stuff that just is a burr in my saddle. Um, tinted glass. You know, it used to be you couldn't have your your uh, your side windows and the drivers on the in the front windows on a car. You couldn't have them tinted past a certain amount. And and I know why that you know it's for safety for them to see and us to, and for people to see in. Um, now it's everybody's got blacked out windows. And and I personally, I pull up at a stoplight. And I carry a gun, and but I don't know who's who's sitting next to me at the at the light. He could have a gun up to his window, pointing it at me, and I don't know. What's your? You know, I I know it's pro- I know what probably the answer is is probably you just uh, don't have enough force to to enforce all this stuff. So hey, if we know we're not going to get arrested, we don't. We just do whatever we want. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want to say that because we we certainly all of our cities, especially our contract cities. Uh, we have traffic enforcement teams and and those those individuals are looking for moving infractions and vehicle infractions, equipment infractions uh, 
to pull people over. And window tint obviously is a big one. And the the overall goal of any type of track, traffic enforcement, despite what people believe that we have quotas and a moneymaker, it doesn't make money and we don't have quotas. It's it's about public safety. We do DUI checkpoints for public safety. We, we pull over people for running stop signs because it's about public safety. It's about uh, stopping accidents and preventing accidents and preventing vehicle deaths. So the, the deal with window tint is is twofold. Number one, if your windows are tinted, especially if they're blacked, you can't see out them as well as you can with a clear window, especially at night. So you're not going to see someone out of the out of the side, you know, your peripheral vision that's walking across the street. If they're not in a sidewalk, you're not going to see a car coming the other way. What if they don't have their lights on? Uh, there's there's many issues about tinted windows. And then um, part of us and with law enforcement, with with public safety and kind of what you said with you don't know what they're doing next to you. They could have a gun pointed at you when we're stopping a vehicle. We can't see inside. We don't know what we're walking up to. And, you know, perfect example of our, our the end of last year, losing the deputy on a traffic stop. Um, that didn't have anything to do with tinted windows, but that was just a, a generic law enforcement stop for expired registration. And he was... He, he was murdered as soon as he got up to the car. So um, we like to be able to see inside. We want to see how many people are in the car, and we want to see if you're if you're holding a gun toward us. So um, window tint is – I will agree with you, though. We don't have – if you put in perspective all of the other things that we have to deal with and that we respond to, window tint is minor. Uh, but it's still still against the law. It's one of those things. But we do, even though there's tons of it out there, we do pull people people over for it. It's a fix-it ticket. Uh, if you remove it, it's only a, a $20 fix-it ticket. If not, then you, you pay a larger fine. Yeah, I know. Uh, I drove from Marino Valley to uh, Riverside yesterday, and I think, I think uh, five out of seven cars – just to use a, a round number, because I at one point I was going, okay, let's count how many people we can't see who's driving these things, and you know, one, two, three, oh, there's one I can see. Okay, that's the next two. It's it's like that's like the in thing to do. Yeah, it maybe is. so you can't tell. So they can smoke weed while they're driving, and no one can tell. Well, I, I'm going to agree with that. I'm going to agree with you there. Okay, so let's talk about. Uh, we've all seen the. Uh, the video of the Seven Eleven, where the uh, where the uh, in Stockton, where the where the two guys uh, beat the crap out of the guy that was uh, that was saying, "Hey, there's nothing you can do about it. I'm t- just stay away from me, or I'm going to shoot you guys." And uh, one guy grabs the guy, and the other guy hits him with a stick. Um, and then, of course, everyone's talking about, "Hey, they're they're going to look at him for for uh, investigating into what they did to this this guy in their Seven Eleven." And and I know uh, our friend Ali Mazari, our late our late friend Ali Mazari, um, used to tell me that hey, you know what? You can't do anything. You can't do anything. People come in and steal stuff from you, and then you call the cops and they say we can't we can't arrest them. And he goes, then uh, someone came in and got and got a you know a a, a Red Bull. And stuck it in a bag and hit my clerk in the face with it, and uh, and they're injuring our our employees, and there's nothing we can do about it. What's the solution there? Yeah, I I had that uh, that conversation with Ali because of that incident, and um, it, it's a little bit of misinformation. It's a little bit of of, of headlines. You only read the headline, and and you walk away with that as your uh, as your your entire view of the of the situation. Um, we don't want anybody thinking that there's nothing you can do. We want we want these business owners calling us when someone's stealing something because uh, whether it's a whether it's an infraction or whether it's it, the state has made it not a crime uh, or whether it's enough to be a felony, uh, we will we will force um, the the full extent of the law on that person. And even if. It is something that, um, you know, in, in, in Los Angeles, they would get a ticket, if anything. Uh, they're going to go to jail in Riverside County. We don't, we're not playing those games. Uh, you may get a citation and get let out uh, the next day or, or even, you know, six hours, eight hours later. But you're not going, we're not going to just let you go. You, this is emboldening criminals, and this is what we're seeing. This is why, you know, that guy walked in with a trash can just filling up that trash can because he knew that he was 
he's been emboldened. Uh, nothing has ever happened to him in the past. And so he was destroying those people's livelihood. And, and they have a right to protect their business and they have a right to stop them from doing it. And he fought with them. And they, there was two of them, luckily, and they won. And I, I'm, I'm not, I, I can't advocate for, um, for, for vigilantism. Uh, but the reality is, is you can protect yourself and you can protect your store. And if these people are going to come in and they're going to steal from you, they're going to do it if they can get away with it. Uh, we've heard multiple times from people we've arrested in Riverside County uh, after they've they've done a, a, a smash and grab or, uh, you know, jewelry store robbery or something like that. We catch them here and we, we hunt them down until we do catch them. And their answer is always the same. They they didn't know that we we were enforcing the law and they didn't they didn't know there were so many cops here. And how did we catch them so fast? Because they're used to it. They're used to having no uh, there's no repercussions to bad behavior. And that liquor store video is a perfect example of where our legislators have gone and driven society is they have done nothing but embolden criminals. And they've made the general public think that they just have to be willing victims and and we don't have to be so the people at home depot that lady that got fired for for uh for trying to stop the people that were stealing a basket full of stuff um and i think she got her job back Mm -hmm. because there was so much publicity about around it but the uh i i just wonder why these big stores don't do what costco does and sam's club hey put one person that's checking checking uh receipts at the door just to hey you're not gonna you don't get to go out the door without checking in and maybe put maybe hire a a security especially the big stores because you know it's it you know the big stores they're getting stolen blind and you know it's expensive to get armed guards or hey hire an outside company that's a contractor and if they if they engage and get hurt their contract employees you don't have to you don't have to uh uh, have the same responsibility their employer does, which I'm sure makes them more expensive. But you know, a little a little deterrent would stop would stop people from from stealing, don't you think? Yeah, I do. And, and this is this is a big uh, this is a big deep discussion. I mean, it could even be a rabbit hole of of what's completely wrong with our state. Is I get the uh, the position from these big store owners and and why they don't want their their employees stopping them they don't want them getting shot they don't want them getting hurt and then in the in the in the back story is they don't the politicians have made it so the chances are uh, nothing's going to happen to those criminals so do they want to put their employees in a position where they're going to get hurt or they're going to have to go to court when the ultimate is going to be probation and there's not going to be a consequence. And then the the whole issue with the state, that is the, that is our legislators that have done that to us, while at the same time making it easy for suspects to sue store owners and to sue law enforcement. They can come commit a crime in a store and if they get hurt on their way out of the store, it's the store's fault. If they fight with law enforcement when we are when we're trying to arrest them for criminal behavior and they pull a gun on us and shoot us and we shoot back, they're going to sue us for money. And it's legislators that have that have created this environment that emboldens bad behavior, it emboldens criminals taking away the consequences for that bad behavior and it, everything's coming to a head right now unfortunately yeah people people don't realize that they vote if they vote based on their personal experience and they and they we everybody has to be seeing this stuff there's no i can't believe anybody in california is not not watching this stuff happen if you vote your your party versus vote your life that everybody everybody wants law and order. And hey, you know what? I don't like cops hassling me. Well, hey, you know what? Do you like uh, Do you like You know, it's if you're if you're a position that you don't want to be harassed, do you want everybody else committing crimes? Yeah. And I guess and I and I say all this this thing about the no cash bail. Uh, you know, I'll quote Tony Beretta. Hey, you know, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. And I don't care if oh well, the poor people they can't they can't afford the bail, so it's not fair. Because the rich people can pay the bail, they still got to pay it. 
They still got to pay it. Nobody likes to to shell out their money, whether they're rich or they're or they're poor. But you know, if you're poor, um, get a job. Yeah, there's there's those those arguments fall flat. The whole zero bail it, it makes absolutely no sense. It's it's just to what I mentioned earlier. It, it's in, it's emboldening criminals. It's causing criminal activity. It's increasing criminal activity. It's taking away all of the responsibility and the consequence for criminal activity. And it's you cannot um, venture outside your front door and know that California is going down uh, the drain relatively quickly as, as it relates to public safety. And you hit it on the head. We voted for it. Whether you, you can do all the complaining that you want, you voted for all this. And if you didn't vote for it because you think your vote doesn't count, so you didn't vote at all, you contributed to it also because you know that's that's one of the beauties of our freedom is your vote does count. Uh, it, the only vote that doesn't count is the one not made. Yeah, the uh, I always and I and I've said said on this show for uh, a few years, people aren't leaving California because of the high taxes. We've always had high taxes. Yeah, they're higher than before, and of course. People don't recognize the, you know, two dollar increase in the price of gas as a tax. Well, hey, you know what? Biden's Biden doesn't want to raise taxes for people making less than four hundred. He raised taxes for everybody by cutting off our our energy production. But people are leaving California because of the crime. Absolutely, it's not. It doesn't have anything to do with anything else. It's just the crime, and we don't feel safe. So let's talk about the border. In June, you joined Ron DeSantis' coalition of more than ninety law enforcement off, officials nationwide who want their voices heard on the border crisis. The LA Times ran a story where an immigrant advocacy group slammed you guys. They said, by aligning himself with such a task force led by fascist governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, Sheriff Bianco has demonstrated a troubling disregard for the principles of justice, equality, and human rights. You say you've chosen to contribute to a climate of fear and discrimination. Care to respond? Yeah, that kind of goes with what you said this morning. So they're calling, they're calling number one, Anyone with a brain or common sense knows that DeSantis is the furthest thing from a fascist. Um, me causing fear in by who? By the people coming across the border? I, I don't understand how I'm causing fear. It's just um, I'm going to make myself an easy target if I'm standing up for uh, public safety and how it affects Riverside County. And the only thing they can do is is they could call me a racist. They can call me a bigot. They can call me all of these things that the reality is that anyone that, that knows me personally or even has been around me for a second knows that none of these things are true. And particularly even our Hispanic community in Riverside County, um, they the, the vast majority of them believe the same way the rest of us all believe. Um, they just want to care about their safety and, and whether or not law enforcement's there to protect them, which 100% we are. So uh, those 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 things are th- those are for headlines and those are for emotion emotional responses. Uh, I I don't listen to them. I don't really care. I they ask me for comment about this and and as soon as you go to calling me names um, you you you've lost all of your credibility anyway and I I won't respond or engage in those Yeah, things. they say uh, you have a disregard for principles of justice, equality and human rights. You know what? What is equality or human? You know, human rights. I think you're you're there to to protect our human rights, the law-abiding citizens' human rights over the criminals. And what does equality have to do? I think uh, I think the argument during uh, uh, the 13th Amendment to uh, to free the slaves was was uh, uh, equality under the law. Yeah, it wasn't mean equality. Didn't mean equity. It meant equality under the law. Yeah, there's this this whole equity thing is taken on a life of its own, and it doesn't mean what people think think it means. Uh, and as far as the border goes, we've been law enforcement has been you know beating this drum for for years, several years now. Well, actually, since 2020, about the the major 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 influx of unaccompanied minors with people that aren't their parents, and we've known about it forever the 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 new video the the new movie that's out is fantastic and you definitely should go see it because that's not a movie that is a that is a a true story based on real life that we are seeing constantly at the border with human trafficking uh, this is dealing with sex trafficking of minors 
but it goes along with the the trafficking for work also. The human trafficking element is either for work-related issues for labor or it's sex trafficking. And that is what we're dealing with in the law enforcement side. And no one wants to tackle those issues because that's the reality and that, those are the facts. Uh, they want to play on your emotions with you know making things into racism or something like that when it has nothing to do with it. So you're saying uh, you're referring to the movie The Sound of Freedom. Um, so what you're saying is that what is demonstrated in that movie is real and not the Democrat. Because at the end of the movie, uh, uh, Jim Caviezel comes on and says, hey, I don't remember if it's Jim Caviezel. It's Tim Ballard. But uh, Jim Caviezel plays Tim Ballard in the movie. And and they come on and, and ask you to donate so people can actually see this movie in the theaters. And, uh, you know, they put a little uh, the little code you scan with your phone and you can donate donate so people that can't afford the tickets can go see it and have the same experience and the education and they say well this is just trying to make money this is this is really not real stuff that's happening you're saying it is real no, I, I'm telling you it is 100% real, and every law enforcement officer knows it, particularly those that uh, that are around the borders. Uh, our government knows it too. They're just they're refusing to acknowledge it. Okay, let's talk about uh, let's talk about guns. Um, let's talk about guns. I'm, I'm skipping I'm skipping through my notes. Um, the left is always saying that they're uh, that they're the problem, as we know. Um, after Monterey Park shooting last year, L.A. County started restricting gun and ammo sales, prohibiting guns on county properties. But then you have officials like L.A. County uh, D.A. George Gascon, uh, who refused to charge a suspect who could have been a legitimate school shooter. Uh, this guy threatened a school on social media while carrying around stolen guns. The chief of police in that city, Bell Gardens, was furious that he had to demand Gascon take another look at the case. Then finally, charges were actually filed. So here you have a potential school shooter who almost got off scot-free until the chief of police demanded action. That's just one case. I'm sure there are more. What are what are your thoughts when you see this happening? So there, it, it seriously shows the hypocrisy and the absolute lie that is gun control. Uh, the extreme far left, uh, a lot of the, the even the moderate left, they don't want anyone to own guns. They want to confiscate guns. They want to take the. They want to eliminate the the Second Amendment from our Constitution, and the hypocrisy. They don't care that criminals use guns. The reality of a gun, I'm telling you right now, this is an absolute fact. There has never been one case in human history where a gun committed a crime. A gun has never done anything. It is an evil criminal that is using a tool the same as he would a sword or a bat or a car or anything else. Guns don't commit crimes. Bad people commit crimes. And when the left refuses to prosecute or hold bad people accountable... But yet they want to take guns away from law-abiding citizens and residents that do not commit crimes. There's something completely absent and wrong with that, and it shows the hypocrisy of this entire argument. Uh, it, it's Gascon is another one that has absolutely no business being in the position of public safety that he is. Exactly. So I want to get to CCWs. So uh, last year, Supreme Court ruled that Second Amendment guaranteed the right to carry a gun in response to, uh, to a case in New York where authorities were trying to make CCW applicants show a special need for wanting to carry. After that ruling, you revised Riverside County guidelines by allowing CCW applicants to simply list personal protection as a reason for their permit request. Um, before that, people had to elaborate on their reason to justify uh, why they wanted to carry. Um, talk about why you scaled it back and what your thoughts on CCW are. That's a good question. And I, I don't want to say that I scaled it back. I changed the policy when I first came in because we 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 have we were abiding by the California state law. And it basically said, if you're going to use pub your own safety, if you're going to carry a gun for safety, you just had to elaborate it. It didn't say you had to give a, a what reason that had to be, or, or there was a, a scale of what it had to meet. You just had to give that answer. And so when I came in, that's what we changed. So once this ruling came about, it really didn't change anything that we were doing because I changed that in 2019. Uh, we have in Riverside County, when I took over, we had uh, Riverside County had issued historically since the beginning of our uh, existence in 1893, we had only issued 3,300 permits. Uh, since I've been the sheriff in 2019, I 
have issued 30,000. So historically, we've issued 33,000 permits in Riverside County. Uh, we don't have one instance of any of those of those people committing a crime with that CCW because law-abiding residents don't commit crimes. That's the fact of, of CCW um, statistics. So uh, we didn't really change anything after the ruling. Uh, luckily for, for the rest of the state, um, a lot of other places were forced into it. And that requirement of giving that, that reason that the state even had uh, was taken away. And now they're trying to, to backdoor it and change the, the places that you can uh, that you can carry a CCW even if you have one issued. So I would encourage all of your listeners, if, you, if, if you're if you into public safety and taking care of yourself and uh, and you're you're a fan of, of, of a law-abiding resident being able to exercise their Second Amendment right, you need to get involved with all of your legislative officials in California because they are trying to eliminate most places in the state where you can carry a CCW, which basically negates the fact that you even have one. Uh, so so you're encouraging people to get CCW. 100%. And I've been carrying for about eight years. I've renewed it, I think, three times, maybe four times. Um, I have never pulled it on anybody. Um, I've pulled it out. I've pulled it onto my, onto my, uh, onto my lap when I'm in a car, when I felt a little threatened, you know, and I've got it, got it on my side and I've pulled it onto my lap. So I have it right there, but I've never, I've never actually shown it to anybody, but you know, you, you get in positions that just, it's just nice to have it when you need it. And the only time I've actually discharged has been at the range. Um, but, uh, uh, I think the whole program in getting, getting licensed gives you some good training and keeps your, I think the biggest, most important thing is the thought process so you so you use it so you use your CCW responsibly absolutely okay any last words for uh, Riverside County oh thanks for thanks for having me on and I appreciate everyone's support from the community and I'm just asking you to keep it coming I'm going to be here as long as you'll have me and for those of you in uh, LA County and Orange County and Ventura County uh, and San Bernardino uh, sorry you don't have Chad Bianco as your sheriff but uh Take this information and uh, help us help us uh, spread the spread the news and let's take our let's take our state back. Hey, anyway, I will I'll be gone for two weeks. Scott McPhee is going to be sitting in for the next two weeks after this, and then I will be back the the, the following week after that. So, uh, uh, everybody, my name is Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event, and I'll be back again with you in three weeks. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage and host of the main event Heard Weekends right here on AM five ninety The Answer. Think about this. Your mortgage rate is at 3%, but your car loan is now at 10 or 11%. Over the past year, the average car payment has risen from $400 to $800. Rates on your credit cards have risen from an average of 14% up to 20% and higher. And across the country, credit card balances are higher now than they were before COVID. HELOCs are now at 10%. You don't want to touch your low-rate mortgage, but you're paying through the nose on all of your other debts, and it's hard to make ends meet. Solution? Do a cash-out refinance and wrap all your debt together on your house now and lower all your payments. Then, when the rates really drop next year, you can do a rate and term refinance when rates are really low and not have to pay the cash-out refinance fees to do it. If this idea makes you curious, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer.